0: You can have anything for breakfast. You can have anything for dinner.
1: Yeah. This is food.
0: This band could be your food.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to This Band Could Be Your Food. I am your guide and your host, Nathan Palin. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for listening to the show. We're happy to have you aboard. We're happy to be presenting this Particular episode. This is our 10th show. 10 shows we're in so far. That's pretty good. I plan to do a bunch more, but you know, you got to start somewhere in 10. 10's a big number. It's a celebration. So if we're going to do a big number, we should do a big band. And who bigger than the Rolling Stones? Obviously, we've been thinking about them a lot since Charlie Watts passing last month. And that puts the band in a pickle, I think. But it seems like they're marching on. They've got a new drummer. What is it, Steve Jordan? Seems like they just played a show for some highbrow guests, and um, eh, seems to be good, I guess. But I'm glad they're soldiering on because, you know, they're just getting going. It would just be sad if they just packed it up and put it away. So now you still have an opportunity to see The Rolling Stones, and so do I. I've never seen them, so I guess I will now. Though I'm kind of bummed that I didn't any earlier than now, but whatever. So this week... We're talking to the number one Rolling Stones fan that I know. It's uh, Nate Hall. You remember Nate Hall. He's been in my apartment a number of times. So to watch football and to eat food and to talk bands. And you've heard a couple of those conversations. So yet here's one more. And I hope by the end of this podcast, I have some exciting news for you. So tune in for the exciting news at the end of the show. Now, as I said, the band, the Rolling Stones, they're a big band. So we had to pick a big food A large monster of a food. It's nothing gourmet, but it was something that I had to get very creative to make when I was in Italy a while ago, because Italians do not eat this dish. They do not understand what Americans were thinking when they put this thing together. But regardless, the Italians I know that have eaten it were pretty, pretty happy with it. So... So stick around and find out what that food is gonna be. Let's stop wasting time and get into the show. Here we are: Rolling Stones with Nate Hobb. Dig it. Come on, come on. Come on. So we, uh, we resume our Bloody Mary and coffee talk. Yes. Yes. We were actually drinking the same Cheers. bloody mix. Cheers. The same bloody mix that we had last
0: time mm, when we talked about the band. It's <laughs> much better with age. I'm not sure. That's speaking cruel. of age, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I'm not sure
1: the okra is still good.
0: It's got a spicy tinge to it. Is that where they pickled? Or
1: Yeah, they're <laughs>
0: they are pickled. <laughs> You're not making a good face <laughs> no, right not. now. They
1: they they taste like that intentionally. Oh. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get sick. Well, but I had to clean out the fridge and <laughs> I didn't want to throw this away. Uh. And uh none of my family will have it, but you
0: and I have the same. Yeah, it's got a um interesting flavor to it. It's a little off. Mhm. Right. But like they're not crunchy at all. Well,
1: we they they never were crunchy. Um but we've got uh Wisconsin tummies. Ooh that can process that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Nate, unfortunately, the great Charlie Watts has left us. Yes, he has. And that really opens up a lot of can of worms. Yes, it does.
0: So the stones are still going on the road. Um, Supposedly. Yeah. They have a bunch of shows that they have um, booked that they were going to do before the pandemic happened. Yeah. And now that everything's opening up, they were going to redo the tour and then, Charlie Watts had um, some issues, so he went to the doctor and the doctor said everything went fine and everything's great. And Charlie said, um, while I'm recuperating, um, Steve Jordan, who's a fantastic drummer, um, is going to cover for him during the tours. Hmm. And then um, unexpectedly, uh, Charlie passed away. Yeah, And the Stones are still going to carry on. Okay. Because I'm sure there's lots of contracts and everything that has been signed yes. and a lot of money thrown around. Yeah. And they probably lost a lot of money when all those concerts got canceled sure. a year and a half ago and now they don't yeah. want to cancel them again.
1: I mean, they can afford it.
0: They can afford it, yes. <laughs> but can all the people that work for them afford it? Uh,
1: that's probably true. That's true too. But Keith Richards famously stated that after Charlie Watts passed, the Stones were not going to play anymore.
0: Correct? Correct. So. Yes. I figured it also. It's like if Mick or Keith or Charlie passes away, that's going to be the end of it. Yeah. But yeah. they're plugging on. We'll see if they continue after this tour or not. And yeah. they were recording, supposedly recording um, stuff also. Like new a, stuff? For a new album, yeah. So we'll see if that ever sees light of day or if um, Charlie's on any of it. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be all interesting to see what the future is. Yeah, or else they can just do the, um, go the way of all the other old rockers and just start throwing really old stuff from the vaults at us, which the Stones are already doing with live shows. Oh well, like presenting Presenting. new old live shows. Yeah, this um like streaming, you can stream like old concerts, like in Brazil, and oh that's cool. Yeah. And they're Very also cool. doing DVDs of those shows. Yeah. So they're just going into vaults and releasing that. And with the Stones, they they have a certain set list that is pretty much the same for the last ten years. Yeah. So all those concerts are pretty much all the same song. Are they really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> that sucks.
0: Yeah, I know. Like every concert I've gone to, they've and I've been to twenty fifteen of their concerts. Really? Yeah. And they've always played tumbling dice. As they should. Yeah,
1: that's like the one hit off of Exile. Yeah. If there's a hit off of Exile, if
0: there's if there's a single off of Exile, it's Tumbling Dice. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, what else? The was, album is fantastic on its own. But yeah, yeah.
1: But what else would they play off of off of Exile?
0: Um, I mean,
1: there's Joint. A, there's a There's a lot of people for.
0: Yeah. Do they play anything off of it? Um, Happy. Good. Happy Keith does Happy every once in a while. All right, that's good. Which he should.
1: Yeah. Regardless, I felt it necessary to uh, talk about the Stones now.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a so, very daunting task.
1: But it's appropriate. This is this is going to be the 10th podcast.
0: Ooh, so, might as well have, yeah, that to celebrate the greatest rock and roll band in the world.
1: Exactly. Um, another detail with this whole thing is uh, the daunting task of trying to pick out what food Rolling Stones is.
0: That is... That was a tough one. That was a tough one. Do you want to go into how you choose it? Or what, do you want to feel what you want?
1: What would you have chosen?
0: Um... Well, you, you already did, sh- you, you did shepherd pie with uh, right. you too. Yes. Vegetarian okay. shepherd's pie. Vegetarian so, shepherd's, pie, shepherd's pie.
1: So meat shepherd's pie is still available.
0: Keith Richards' favorite food and the food he has at every concert is uh, shepherd's pie. And, um, and nobody else can bust the crust on that shepherd's pie but Keith. And, they, uh, and the cooks also put in the, on the top of it, don't bust the crust. And if somebody <laughs> does, Keith gets very mad. There's one for Keith. And there's one for everybody else. Huh. And that's how it's been for decades. Huh. Now. I
1: might've went with that. I don't know. I can understand that, but it's, you know, obviously we're not going to choose a food because like the members of the, of the band enjoyed the food. That's true. Yeah. That's a completely different. It's not the name of this podcast. No, that's right. And what we also don't do is like, if we were going to do the band fish, (laughs) <laughs> it would not be fish. No. I mean it might be fish. Now, if we were going to do like let's say Paul McCartney's Beatles offshoot Wings, oh. It wouldn't be Wings. It wouldn't be Wings. No. Yeah. I actually thought when I was putting all the op- like the episodes together, and I was thinking I was trying to like make a list when I was coming up with the idea, I was like, "Yeah, Wings, Wings." Wings It'd be is, hilarious.
0: That that would be pretty funny. <laughs>
1: But alas, that that would not be that would not be doing any favors um to anybody. So um and then somebody had said, well, maybe it's uh, you know, because they're an English band, it should be fish and chips. Mm. Which I would say maybe it would be, except that there is mm. very specifically another band that I am one hundred percent certain is fish and chips. Because that's the other issue is when I choose a food, I say, is there any other band that this food possibly could be
0: yeah because i chips, don't want to paint myself in any corners i don't think of the rolling stones when i think fish and chips at all no no it's punk. the, the it's only be connection a yeah the only connection is the englishness yeah that's uh, so it wouldn't be fish and chips
1: yes and that's not authentic about the rolling stones yes they're english but they don't sing in english accents they don't play english music they were a blues band mm-hmm. you know that was their whole deal Keith and Mick met at the Blues Appreciation Society. I think. Well, they belong to one. They met at they yeah. met at school.
0: They met at school in the fifties. Yeah, and then um, Mick moved away, um, like five miles away. So they didn't see each other for maybe a couple of years, or they run into each other, and then um, October seventeenth, nineteen sixty one. Um, they met on platform two in uh, on the train to Dartmouth.
1: You know, normally I interrupt the show to make a correction, but this time around, I would just like to give kudos to Nate Hall for pulling that date just out of the air. Who else is going to remember the date that Keith and Mick first met on a dartmouth train? I'm sure they don't. Pull out your pencils, get ready to learn something.
0: Keith uh, saw some records underneath uh, Mick's hands, and it was a Chuck Berry album and a Muddy Waters album. And Keith was like, hey, (laughs) hey. what do you got what do you got there yeah (laughs) (laughs) because uh that was like right after the war during the war so a lot of uh the record companies were sending american records out to england or else um, you could order them because the soldiers wanted their music so you -hmm. could order american music from england okay which made it the only way that english people could get american music and blues music like that wow okay mick ordered them got them and keith saw them and was like hey let's be buddies Let's right. check those out.
1: Nice. Now they were now they were in like a record club, right? Like they would get together, like there was a group of folks. That's what I had heard. Is there a group of folks that would get together and like collect these records because they were very difficult to get. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when someone got it, it was really exciting.
0: So yeah. So you went over to their house and you just played the yeah. heck, heck out of them. You yeah. just listened to those records over and over and yeah. over again. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you know, so if if you don't know anything about the Rolling Stones. Like if you were brought up in a cave somewhere and then all of a sudden someone played the Rolling Stones and then also you had a deep history of of the authenticity of blues music <laughs> without healing the Rolling Stones and then heard the Rolling Stones, you might go, oh, this is probably some American band. Mm-hmm. you know. But you'd be wrong because they're totally. not. They're an English band. So that's part of why I chose the food I chose. Okay. Okay? And then there's another reason um, Mick Jagger has a particular dancing style. And um, in his older age, I feel that he is, um, is you know, he, he was a handsome fella. I and mean, he's still a handsome fella. But, uh, you know, he's a little, um, you know, he's, he's thin. He's bony.
0: Size 28 waist.
1: Yeah. His uh, skin doesn't quite fit perfectly. It's a little raggedy. Little a little raggedy. Um, looks a little bit like a, uh, like a, um, uncooked piece of chicken, wouldn't you say? Yes. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. So we got to start there. Piece of chicken. I think it's chicken. <laughs> 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 all right. Now, now speaking of a food that you might think, uh, comes from the South, like the blues, but it doesn't. <sighs> Spicy chicken wings. Spicy chicken wings. Spicy chicken wings. Nice. Now they're, they're always at the barbecue shops. When you go there and get your, your barbecue, they all, they're. Every time, you can also buy hot buffalo wings at all these places. But they don't come from the south. They come from the north. They come from somewhere else, deceivingly. Buffalo? Buffalo. Hey! The great city of Buffalo, New York. (laughs) There you go. So so we're going to go ahead and just do it anyways. Here we go. Rolling Stones are hot chicken wings. Boom. Boom. you know a lot about the Rolling Stones. How about I uh, throw you some trivia questions? Oh, go for it. See how much you really know. Oh,
0: I like this game. This is fun. I think so. Okay.
1: What was the Rolling Stones' first number one hit in America? Oh, in America? In America.
0: Um, Let's spend the night together? No. Hmm. Number one we're talking. Oh, uh, Satisfaction.
1: Correct. What's the first number one hit in England?
0: Um, it's all over now.
1: Yes. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Very good. Very good. Okay. I, I, here's another question. Where did the Rolling Stones get their name?
0: Uh, Muddy Water Song.
1: Correct. Not mm-hmm. Bob Dylan. No. I think that was, some people think that. Really? I think so. No. I think no. I thought that.
0: No, I, I think uh, Mc, uh, Brian Jones was on a interview with like a jazz magazine and they uh, asked for the band's name and he looked down. Well, this is the, the the folklore. And he looked down and there's a Muddy Waters album on the ground and he looked down and saw the song Rolling Stones. So he said, we're called the Rolling Stones.
1: Totally. Here's one. What was the pseudoname used by the Rolling Stones on their early group compositions?
0: Nanker Flinch?
1: Yes. How do you know that?
0: I know that from books I've read. Ah. That's that was. Um, what does that even mean? That was a face that they would make. They would like squish their face up and make really ugly faces, uh-huh. and they called that the ninger flange, or if that's how you say it, Ninker <laughs> flange. Okay, yeah, and that's and what they like- called that. That face they would make. They okay. would take their fingers, pull their eyes down, put their nose up like pigs, and distort their mouths. Okay, they were young boys. This is, <laughs> but
1: th- they called their songs that, or
0: um, that's the name they would use if the whole band wrote the song. Oh. <laughs> that's awesome. So, if everybody, it was usually Jagger and Richard compositions, but if the whole band, if the song was a tribute to the whole band, that's the name they would use.
1: Hmm. Okay. True or false? Director Steven Spielberg was hired as a cameraman for the famous concert that they did in 1969 where somebody was um, stabbed. What was the concert? Do you remember the concert? Oh, um, Altamont. Altamont, yes. Um, True or false? Uh, uh, Steven Spielberg was a cameraman at Altamont.
0: I'm just going to say true. False. Really? Okay. That was just a weird question. However,
1: George Lucas was a cameraman there. Okay. Yes.
0: And now he wants to redo it.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, now he's going to, now he's going to hire, what's his name to redo it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's going to put more, more lasers. (laughs) That
1: he could do. He, I, George Lucas, I feel much like the Rolling Stones just stumbled upon brilliancy by making
0: Star Wars. Yeah, you gotta have some luck. The right? Rolling Stones are luck, he, lucky, yeah.
1: very lucky. I feel like the Rolling Stones just kind of like play music all day long, and then every week and a half, they they stumble upon a good riff, and then they write a uh, uh, write a song off of
0: that. it. Could be, yeah, yeah. You it's just a little play bit like all,
1: monkeys on typewriters. Yeah, eventually, just, they're gonna write a.
0: You just play your favorite songs over and over again, and eventually, you'll find a variation of that. Yes, riff or tune, yeah. it's your so- your own, and then just yeah. go with it.
1: Because even though the Stones have some good songs. For the most part, the Stones are about the groove. Mm-hmm. Like those guys play a certain way, which is why it's, a it's very, like yeah, it's a very specific groove. They took a long time to get that sound. I mean, I don't know if it took a long time, but that is their sound. Hence the the Charlie Watts debacle. Like if he's not there,
0: how is that sound? I mean, it's going to be interesting because Charlie follows Keith. It's uh, like the, band is that right? the the band does not follow the drummer. Charlie plays a little bit behind Keith. Oh, so Keith. Keith sets the rhythm of the song in the band, and Charlie and the the rhythm section follow Keith.
1: Wow, that's very unorthodox.
0: Yeah, Hmm. so we'll see how um, Steve Jordan does that. But he's a fantastic uh, drummer that has played on um, um, and helped produce all of Keith's uh, solo albums.
1: Huh. Awesome. Okay. True or false? At the time of his death, guitarist Brian Jones had already quit the Stones and been replaced. True. That's true. Mick yeah. Taylor mm-hmm. had already replaced him. What's the first? What's the first album that Mick Taylor plays on?
0: Um, it, I think it's "Live with Me." Is oh, it? Not not "Live with Me." I'll, um, "Let It Bleed." Let It Bleed. Yeah, it's either "Let It Bleed" or "Sticky Fingers."
1: I want to. I want to. My the, the one. Yeah, let's look it up. And "Sticky Fingers" for me was my first Stones record. My parents didn't have the Stones. They were they were on the side of the Beatles, and they you know they also had Zeppelin and Jake Giles Band and um, James Gang. Those were and Sly and the Family Stones. So we had good records, but we didn't have any Stones records. It's kind of weird.
0: We, weird. Um, you had tons of Stones records. Yeah, right? I, my mom did not breastfeed me. My dad just weaned me on Rolling Stone records and Jimi Hendrix, and I remember just playing with all my dad's records, and I would just stare at the Exile Island Main Street cover because I had all the the yeah. photography of all the the odd people and totally the guy with like three oranges in his mouth and
1: <laughs> that's right
0: now I would just stare at that.
1: my uncle had uh some girls, and I would <laughs> stare at that record because you, my, know, you could move the inside cover and then the faces would change,
0: yep, I would play with that one also and also with uh um sticky fingers because it had the zipper on it,
1: man, that is genius marketing on their part, yeah, yeah that was yeah,
0: <laughs> they had some good people working for them yeah.
1: Um, in fact speaking of that like their genius marketing like their very famous tongue sticking out logo do you know how I, I hear I know that they paid mice nuts for the use of that somebody yeah. else created it mm-hmm. they bought it
0: yeah Mick Jagger originally wanted um, their symbol to be uh, some Indian Hindu god oh. and the the guy who drew the tongue looked at it just and the, the Hindu god had its tongue sticking out so he just took the mouth of the Hindu god and the tongue and Use that as the oh. as their um, logo, which first appeared on Sticky Fingers.
1: Oh, I am learning so much today.
0: Mm-hmm. And Mick Taylor was first on uh, Let It Bleed. Is that true? Yes. Let It Bleed. Because the last one that Brian Jones was on was uh, Beggar's Banquet. Okay. Here's
1: another question. Okay. Brian Jones did play on Flowers. Mm-hmm. Okay. On the flower's album cover, each band member's face appears in an oval on a stem of a flower. What was mm-hmm. different about Brian Jones's flower?
0: It had no petals?
1: Correct. This guy, mm-hmm. he knows everything.
0: Um, let's see. Yeah, all this information is just making me rich.
1: <laughs> that and three bucks will get you a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Who were the
0: new Barbarians? Keith Richards and Ronnie Wood. Did they, did they put out any music? Um, they didn't release any albums. Um, when Keith Richards got busted for drugs um, in Canada, um, a blind girl came to the judge, or came to the judge, I think, and um, vouched for Keith and said that Keith was very nice to her and helped her along and helped her out. And the judge goes, okay, Keith will let you off only if you do um, a benefit concert for the blind. So Keith agreed, and instead of the Rolling Stones doing the the benefit concert, they um, Ronnie Wood and Keith Richards formed a band called the New Barbarians, ah. where they played together with some other musicians, and they did a couple concerts in con- in um, in Canada. Huh. And I have a couple like live bootlegs. If you I, want to listen to those, I
1: bet that's pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. They're pretty raunchy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're pretty. They're they're loose. Yeah. And uh, Do, yeah. And is Keith, there anyone Keith know where they're playing with them? Um, I think uh, Rod Stewart shows up. All right, to sing. Um, that's because Ronnie Wood and Keith really the best vocalists?
1: No. They've got a style. they got a style. They practically sound identical, those two guys.
0: Yeah. Nah, yeah. Ronnie's a little more nasally. Yeah. 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 But that's who the new Barbarians are. Ronnie.
1: Ronnie's the the third guitar player.
0: The third guitar player, yes.
1: Do you know which drummer played on their first, this is debatable, that played their very first live concert when the Rolling Stones played their first show? I don't even think they were called the Rolling Stones yet. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Um no, they had a bassist named Dick Taylor. Yes, but I don't know who they had.
1: A, they had a drummer named Mick Avery. Mick Avery, who went on to famously play with the Kinks. Oh, there you go. Yes, but the Kinks, the Kinks drummer was the original. He, if you ask him, he says he only remembers doing like two practices.
0: Yeah, I think um they asked they didn't want to join the band him and another guy that they had. Yeah, when they were first uh I think they originally called the Blues Boys.
1: The Blues Boys, yeah. very creative. Yeah, before they. Before there's fifty million other bands called the Blues Boys. Exactly,
0: <laughs> they were the first Blue boy, the blues first Boys. Blues Boys.
1: Uh, this is fun, just running around. I mean, because like, wh- how do you tell the story of the Rolling Stones? Yeah. It doesn't need to be. We all know the story of the there's Rolling Stones, and you, there's so, so many, many books you can read. Um,
0: there's you, myths and stories. Yeah, there's Keith
1: Richards' busts mystical
0: and, yeah book exactly, yeah. and it's just his yeah his life in general is yeah it's a, this this Gypsy with a guitar.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's like <laughs> it's very much how he felt at the time.
0: Yeah. That book. They were, um, yeah, would you let your daughter marry a Rolling Stone? They're um the first bad boys. They were the first band to not wear suits and have little dance moves. Is that right? Yeah. Ah. They like wore their own clothes and they grew their hair long and they were dirtier than oh, wait a minute. Usual. They
1: no, they started out wearing suits.
0: They did, but they then did. but then uh Their manager at the time, Andrew Oldham, um, saw that it wasn't working and wanted them to stand out, so he just had them wear their regular clothes. Okay. And Andrew Oldham was 19 at the time. He was younger than any of the Rolling Stones. And in England, he couldn't sign any contracts, so he'd have to have his mom co-sign the contracts. Andrew Oldham? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's great. Yeah,
1: that's great. They they couldn't have uh, their keyboard player Ian sign the contracts?
0: (laughs) Well,
1: um, let's, Vin- talk about Ian, let's talk about Ian Stewart, Ian Stewart. everybody. Do you yeah. guys know who Ian Stewart, Ian Stewart is? Probably not. He is the original keyboard player of the Rolling Stones.
0: The sixth Rolling Stone. The sixth
1: Rolling Stone. He was how much older than everybody else? Was he older or just more square-jawed? He looked like he was about 15 years he older. He was
0: older. Everybody. I'm not sure
1: how much older. Yes. But, um, but notoriously played piano like a black fella.
0: Yeah, boogie-woogie. Yeah,
1: he just he he nailed the part. So the Stones have always considered him to be part of the group. But uh, Will Oldham?
0: Is that his name? Um, Andrew. Andrew Oldham.
1: Who's yeah. Will Oldham? Will Oldham is um, he's on Drag Bonnie City. Prince Billy. That's right. He, he's on Drag City. <laughs> okay. That t- that ties in slightly with the Pavement podcast we did last week. Okay. Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um. So so Ian Stewart, yeah. So uh, Andrew Oldham says, uh, listen, uh, there's no six-member groups that have ever made it, no. and we're not going to be the first. So, So they demoted him. They didn't just fire him. They said... This Can you just be the road manager? Mm-hmm. And he said, mm, okay.
0: It was apparently too many members for fans to remember and to look at an uh, album cover and know who That's was That's right. Who.
1: Take note, BTS. Yeah. And your 11 boys <laughs>
0: the group. We'll call them boys. Yeah, okay. They are boys. Yeah.
1: Is it going to be like Menudo? When one of them uh, gets too old, they're going to get a new boy?
0: Yeah. Nobody will notice. Nobody will notice? <laughs> Nobody will notice.
1: Yeah. I don't know the names of one of them frank see they're right frank. they're absolutely correct none of them
0: are named frank oh okay this i can guarantee well the new guy will be and he'll well, stand up.
1: i can't guarantee anything i guaranteed earlier today that we didn't have a wire rack and it turns out my wife just said yeah there's a wire rack and and then i was like yeah we do have a wire rack what is
0: she proved you wrong wrong again nate that's okay yep she should get her
1: own podcast she could she could have a podcast and fill it with the things that she's right about and I'm not right about <laughs> That's right
0: that'd be a long podcast it would be but
1: um so then Ian <laughs> I love this he buys he ends up buying a van and driving the band around basically mm-hmm. I don't think that they they gave him money to buy a van he like bought his own van, right I don't know yeah, he buys a van. He buys yeah. a van. He ends up like driving the band around. He ends up being the roadie. He sets up the, he, he changes the guitar strings. He sets up the drums. And notoriously, he sets up the drums the way that he personally likes the drum setup. And then Charlie would always have to go and like recorrect them and put them the way that he likes them. But he said he was just so happy that somebody was doing it. He didn't have the heart to tell him to do
0: it the correct way. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Charlie. Charlie's such a guy. He was a great guy.
1: Do we need to tell the the the, the famous Charlie Watts story? I'm sure now all you yep. all you fans have probably seen a meme, but Nate, tell the, the Charlie well, Watts well, Keith Richards story. Fair
0: enough, yeah. Charlie's a very particular, uh, strange bird. Um, he never so, learned how to drive, but he owned cars and he just liked to sit in the cars in his driveway <laughs> and just look at them. Nice. So he just sit in the car and just sit there. Yeah. And just enjoy his car, even though he didn't know how to use it or drive it. He's,
1: I did the same thing with my mother's Toyota Celica. When she bought a Celica, it Mm -hmm. was like the nicest car I've ever seen, and I was like 14, and I would just sit in the driver's
0: seat and pretend like I was in a spaceship. Oh yeah, I would do that. My dad's Buick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I would admire it. I would would play in it.
1: So maybe, maybe Charlie's parents never had a car. So now this is his opportunity to sit in the car and do that.
0: (laughs) Pretend he's in a spaceship. But uh, the most famous story (laughs) is uh, uh, in the 19, I believe it was the early 1980s. um, They were on tour. Keith and Mick went out and uh, partied it up, and came back around back to the hotel about around five ish in the morning. And uh, there, there, Mick was still raring to go, and he was like, "Let's get Charlie down here." Um, Keith goes, "No, no, no, we'll just let Charlie sleep, leave him alone." And Mick called up Charlie and said, um, "Where's my drummer? Get down here!" And, um, and then hung up. And Charlie just got up. Showered, cleaned himself, put on a fresh a suit, suit, put yeah. on cologne, walked down to the room, opened the door, walked up to mick, punched him in the face and said, I'm not your drummer. You're my singer. That's right. Yeah. So that's the famous story of Charlie. Yes. And he was a, he was a pretty notorious drinker at that time also. Charlie Watts was? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he would he was a, he was a big drinker. He was also in the heroin in the 80s also.
1: I remember that yeah, I Which was very that, surprising to me. Yeah, it was surprising to me too. I kind of heard out of, heard about that later in uh I think just recently. Yeah. I kind of thought that for some reason I thought maybe this is like later in life. Like he instead of going out, he would just sit in his room and paint. Like he was really devoted to his wife,
0: very devoted to his wife. They were married for 50 60 years. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, every hotel room that he stayed in, he would sketch. So he would his, sketch the room. He would sketch the room, just the empty room, just wow. the bed and the nightstands, and he would just sketch it. And he just has had sketches, and I'm, that'd be interesting to see. Totally. Yeah.
1: Um. Hopefully that that. Uh, he's a
0: yeah very extravagant kind of guy. He's a weird bird, but he's great. Yeah. He's different than all the other guys.
1: Totally. Yeah. I, I mean, he didn't really join the band until the band was like somewhat taking off a little bit, right? No. Like, no? No. He was there at the beginning? Because I, I thought, you know,
0: he was s- similar beginning. similar
1: to like, to Ringo. Like Ringo was the last to join, but he had his own thing happening. He was like, he had the, the Richard Starsky band, maybe. Yeah, Alexis
0: Corner so. Blues Band he was playing with okay. that, um, that Brian Jones used to be part of, and I think Bill Wyman was also part of. Oh. And Mick and Keith had jammed with them. They were like the big, big band in London at that time. Okay. The Alexis blues band, Alexis corner, blues band. And, um, Charlie's part of that. And they asked Charlie to join their band and he didn't really want to. Um, and I think he made them pay him more money than everybody else got.
1: Yes. He's so like then the, the Garth Hudson of the,
0: yeah, of Ex- the Rolling Stones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you don't know who Garth Hudson is, listen to the band. Listen episode. to the band podcast. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, he just thought the band would last for a year and then he would move on. Yeah.
1: That's what as they all did.
0: Yeah, there's I mean, yeah. There's, this isn't has no longevity to it.
1: Yeah, the Beatles like have, notoriously have the same thing. It's like, well, we're popular now. I'm sure that people will get sick of this,
0: and then we'll get accounting jobs yeah. afterwards. Totally. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 Uh Now, did those guys, Keith and Mick, what's did, now? Did they go to art school like like all of the rest of the British folks? Keith did.
0: Mick went to economics school. Keith did. No, Keith went to art school.
1: Keith went to art school.
0: Mick went to economics school. Uh, okay. Mick, Mick was kind of, he was a smart guy.
1: Mm. Or a smart kid. Yeah, yeah.
0: So he actually had like a possible career path where all the art school kids are, would be office assistants.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, do, do you know where he got his dancing style? Um, James Brown. No, started that way. Later, <sighs> Tina Turner. Ooh. Stole it from Tina Turner. And if nice. you watch Tina Turner, it's like, yeah, oh, little,
0: little <laughs> James <laughs> Brown here. Yeah, and, uh, little James. He started with James Brown. Sprinkle some Tina Turner. Yeah,
1: in there. that's what I mean. That's what uh, James Brown is. What Charlie would would equate the two frontmen as being like equals. He he said like you know James Brown was the best, but like the second best was Mick Jagger. And and um, yeah, you see those that early footage. There's something about him. He's just got that look. He, he just knows he can. He make, as they say, makes love to the camera.
0: Mick does. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, I G- think he's gives re- him, gives he's, him he's really making eyes. love to himself, the reflection of himself eh, in the camera.
1: Probably could be. I think so. Is he really that egotistical?
0: How couldn't you be? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. How could you be? He's got he's got a pretty I'd good. I'd be egotistical uh, if I was Mick Jagger.
1: Yeah, he's got a he's got a pretty good case to uh, to make. Yeah. For being one of the greatest. All great artists are
0: egotistical.
1: Yeah, you have to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about Altmont. Altmont? Yeah. What do you know about Altmont? Do you guys know about Altmont? Maybe, probably. It was like the the festival okay. that sort of killed hippie festivals. It happened after Woodstock. Woodstock was, was at the time, considered a big success. Though I've recently saw a documentary where they said, no, Woodstock was a huge failure, but they made a great movie. And so everybody thought it was the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it was like there was so many problems with everything. They lost so much money. There was so much destruction. People, there were actually people there who had died. Was Brian Jones alive during Altmont?
0: No. He was not? No. Okay. That was, yeah, that concert was with Mick McTay- um, Taylor.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I know that Mick Taylor, and that was, Altmont was the first time I think they played Brown Sugar
0: life could
1: be yeah could be it's true hey sometimes I get one right it's true the Ultimate concert in San Francisco ended up being the first time that the Rolling Stones ever performed Brown Sugar now they chose a very strange time to perform it it was immediately after Meredith Hunter the concert goer was stabbed by a member of the Hells Angels so it didn't get a real good start but there you go Carry on. There's a version of them playing it. It's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. So, so Altamont was a, a free concert. Um, the Stones didn't get to play at Woodstock. Um, why? Is there a reason they didn't get to play? Probably they, money. I don't know. <laughs> That'd <be my> guess. <laughs> yeah. Nobody got paid, paid um, anything for that. Yeah. So they decided it was such a big hit and people were raving about it. So they decided to do their, do own, their Woodstock. own. Yeah. Do their own Woodstock. and yeah. uh um, I think the Blind Burrito Brothers played with them. Yeah, the Grateful Dead played with them. Did the Grateful Dead actually play? Or because
1: in the film it looks like they're per- like this is a bad scene. Like maybe they backed out. The maybe last they
0: minute. backed out the last minute.
1: That is confirmed. The Grateful Dead helped set the festival up and then backed out when they saw it was a bad scene. Man.
0: Um, but the the Grateful Dead suggested to Mick Jagger that the Hell's Angels should be the security. Yeah and that's where hell broke loose. Yeah. Um if you watch the movie, you can see how aggressive the Hell's Angels are. Yeah. They ride their ba- their bikes through the crowd. Yeah. They're pushing people away. They're just being nasty to everybody and you can this you can understand why the crowd was just um pretty upset. Pretty <coughs> upset. Yeah.
1: It should be noted here that the Hell's Angels were paid worth of beer to do the security. And they didn't even want to do the security. They said they were there just to make sure that things remained safe. But it was a hot day. All the Hells Angels were drunk off the free beer that they paid them. I mean, if they had paid them money, maybe it would have been a different situation. They could have bought weed instead of beer. And also of note, the stage was at the bottom of a hill. So there was no place for people to go. The crowd just continued to shuffle down and then make everything uncomfortable. So it was just a bad scene, man.
0: And then as the Stones were playing, what song were they playing?
1: They were playing Under My Thumb.
0: Oh, Under My Thumb, when yeah. the guy died?
1: Yep. Yeah. A 21-year-old Hell's Angel named Alan Passaro stabbed a gun-wielding. He was, he was, he was carrying a gun. Mm-hmm. 18-year-old guy named Meredith Hunter 20 feet in front of the stage where Mick Jagger was performing Under My Thumb.
0: Yeah. And that also doesn't count all the people that they were beating with pool sticks and... Yes. Just beating people up in general. For sure. Like some people would touch their bikes and they would just descend on the person that would touch their bike and just yeah. no. beat, beat the crap out of them.
1: I think that the Hells Angels were also doing a lot of drugs at that moment. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the problem. They were all kind of like freaking out.
0: It's a big time of acid, so a lot of them were on acid and probably freaking out and... Yeah. Seeing demon hippies everywhere and this beating the hell out of them. Yeah. So that that um so the Rolling Stones packed it up and got the heck out of that concert. Jumped yeah. on their airplane, I mean their helicopter and Graham Parsons jumped on the helicopter with the Rolling Stones. Yeah. I'm going with these guys. And yeah. then uh, they flew the, the flew out of there and just left that mess behind.
1: Now speaking of Graham Parsons, um, now is this the moment when this wouldn't happen to be the moment where they'd be became close friends. Is it because there there was a, a time when Graham and uh, Keith Richards became like really close yep, for a short
0: period, of time. really good close friends, and that was around uh, I think Sticky Fingers time. And yeah. uh, Graham Parsons was a big influence on Keith, like introducing him to the um, to do country music. Yes,
1: like the song Wild Horses is de- it's I think it's debatable if. Keith wrote the song himself or if Graham helped him write the song, certainly Graham was a big influence.
0: Yeah, Graham was definitely song. a big influence on him and uh, the Rolling Stones actually let Graham I think the Birds or Graham um, cover that song before they even released it. So Graham oh, really? Parsons' version was before the Rolling Stones released it on uh, oh, wow. Sticky Fingers.
1: Oh wow, I not know that.
0: Yeah, And then Graham was hanging out a lot during the exile recordings in France.
1: Oh, he was? Mm-hmm. Hmm. All
0: right. Well, I smell chicken wings. I do. It's waving in here. It's, it smells l- delicious. L- let me go throw some sauce on there and let's eat it. Mm, uh, I don't know if I'll, hope we can get some satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> Da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> she was there.
1: She had everything but nothing in her arms.
0: So contained. She was so caught up in covering up her scars that we're
1: okay smile for the camera Cheese, blue cheese <laughs> i had to figure out how to do up your satisfaction joke <laughs>
0: yeah that was a good one
1: ah thank you baby okay so we have we have our, our ourselves this is like the healthiest way that you can do these properly Far away. yeah We should uh, have, honey. What do you need? (laughs) Can you get us a couple beers? (laughs) Bear me. How do you eat chicken wings without beers? I don't know. I'll text her. All right, so we've made. I've made some wings. Um, hot wings. Hot wings. Now I had to learn how to do these when I was in Italy because in Italy they don't do anything like this at all. They 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 have so many problems. One with the blue cheese dressing. You know, one with the little tiny, like the multiple hot wings. Like when they see a big pile of food, they're just like, "Okay, Americans enjoy." Um, But I made these very specific wings for my father-in-law, and he loved them. Awesome. Um, But when I was in Italy, we had nothing because to make go. You go ahead and eat. To make proper, proper buffalo wings, you need to have the correct sauce, Frank's hot sauce. So the Frank the Franks is um the Franks is upside up, I think. Yep. Upside down ones. And and then we made with some with Cholula sauce. So we have both. Now these wings are, you know, they're just raw wings I got at the grocery store. And they come with both the drummy and the wing. It's all in one one package. I personally am more of a uh, the wing versus the drummy guy. I don't care for I don't like
0: the drummy. How about I like you? Drummy? I like the drummy because it has a handle to it.
1: Mm. Yeah, so, you know, I have a technique where there's, I can just, like, there's with, this. with one hand, like, pull off both bones while the wing is in my mouth and just... Whoosh.
0: I like this dealing with the one single bone and not have to worry about two. Yeah? Yeah, and then, like, trying to dig my finger in between the two bones and trying to dig the meat out. All right. To so each I'm his own. Drummy fan.
1: Okay, to each his own. Um, so, so, anyways, to make these, I had to make my own hot sauce. Now... I was fortunate enough to be able to go in the garden and pull some hot peppers, some Italian hot peppers off, and I took them, um, cooked them for a long time in vinegar and as well as garlic. Frank's hot sauce, one of the big flavoring is lots of garlic, the hot sauce. Um, and I, you know, I cooked this for a while. I, honestly, I don't remember exactly how I made it, but it ended up being like the best hot sauce I've ever had because it was fresh. It wasn't fermented. Like that—that's the other side of the coin that you can do. You can, if you make sauce that's not fermented, it's only going to last, you know, less than a week. Yeah, like five days. Five days. Yeah. But if you make a fermented sauce, it's going to last for years.
0: So this is the sauce you made in Italy, is what you're talking about.
1: I'm talking about the sauce I made in Italy. I didn't make those here. Um, I made. Oven-baked crispy wings with just, I made two kinds, one with Frank's hot sauce, one with Cholula, because Cholula is my favorite hot sauce, and I wanted to see how that tasted. So to make crispy wings, you have to put baking powder. So I used, with this three-pound package of wings, a tablespoon and a half of baking soda, aluminum-free, which I don't know anybody put aluminum in baking powder in the first place, and... Come on, America. What are you putting aluminum in any food? So
0: anyways, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. that's crazy. I've never heard of that. I, yeah. I'm glad I know now. Yeah.
1: Aluminum-free. You put that. You put in uh, maybe a, you know as much garlic powder as you want, maybe a couple of teaspoons, a half a teaspoon of salt. And if you want, you can put in some onion powder to add a little bit more flavor. That's fun. Mm. And um, a, a smidge of white pepper. Mix that all together. Take your wings, pat off all of the liquid, try to get them as dry as they possibly can, and then put them in a bowl and then start sprinkling that powder over top of it that you've mixed together. And then you just kind of coat all of the wings with this powder. And it's crazy, when you touch the wings, you can actually feel, it feels like you've got like pop rocks in your Mm -hmm. hand. So then you put those in the oven and they cook for a very long time. I had them on 400 and you should cook them at 400 for one hour. And if you want them crispier, you can cook them for longer. But you put them on on a pan with a wire rack, which I discovered I have a wire rack. I didn't know I did. Um, over top of the wire rack so that all the drippings can can go down and then the wings can get a nice evenly coated um, air space. Uh, if you want to, halfway through, you can flip them over. That'll make them even crispier. Uh, but I didn't do that because I was busy having a podcast. And I wanted these to be fresh out of the oven. So then you make your, bar, your hot sauce, which uh, is, I used a third cup of your favorite hot sauce. It should be Frank's hot sauce, traditionally. As I said, I used Cholula. And then uh, a couple of tablespoons of melted butter. Some recipes say that you can put some honey or brown sugar in there as well, but I don't.
0: I didn't I didn't feel like putting any sweetness in here. No, except if you like the sweetness. I don't care for the sweetness. Yeah, me neither. I really like the spice and the flavor. Me neither, yeah. Uh,
1: and then on top of that, I made my own blue cheese dressing. Mm-mm-mm. Because I wanted it to be the healthy version. Here's the healthy version. I made my own mayonnaise. So I took an egg, and I put it inside of my KitchenAid container. Uh, I had the egg yolk, one egg yolk, mixed with maybe a tablespoon of vinegar, maybe a little bit more. Mix those together, and then you can start, when you turn on the whisk version for your KitchenAid, there's like a little whisker. Or if you want to do it the traditional way, you just have a wire whisk, and then you have to be very strong. And just like... And a lot of durability to just mix, mix, mix as fast as you can, as you are putting drops of oil, because you are going to emulsify the oil with the egg yolks. That's what mayonnaise is. So, you, to the beginning stages is very important. You only put a couple of drops in, and you mix, and then a couple of drops more, and you mix, and you a couple of drops, and just a couple drops in a little while, and then once it starts. Uh, making the action of emulsifying and turning it into a cream, you can put the oil in a little bit quicker, but not too much. If you put too much in, then it could break and it can just turn into all liquid. And <laughs> you'll notice the minute moment yeah. that it happens, it sucks. Yeah, it'll be oily. Yeah, but you can you can still fix that. You can kind of start over again with a new with a new egg yolk, and then you can pour that that broken mixture into the egg yolk and kind of start over. But it's a pain. Uh, With the KitchenAid, it's great. KitchenAid, you should really sponsor my show. (laughs) Big fan. Um, But So with this, I make the mayonnaise. After I made the mayonnaise, uh, I, I would say it was probably a half a cup of mayonnaise. I put the equivalent, a little bit more, of Greek yogurt, plain Greek yogurt, instead of sour cream. Oftentimes they say sour cream. You can put sour cream in if you want. As you know, I always put in Greek yogurt instead of that because it's better for you. I put in a little bit of lemon juice, and then I cut up a bunch of gorgonzola blue cheese. Probably, probably maybe a half a pound of it, maybe more. It's up to you. If you really love the stuff, put a lot of it in there. I did that, and uh, voila! That's all you need. A little lemon juice. I put I put a fair amount of salt and pepper because that's flavor. So, um, what do you think, Nate?
0: Really they delicious. I'm going to go with the Frank's Red Hot so- versions. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It wins every time. And the blue cheese is great.
1: Awesome.
0: It's nice and whipped. You did a great job on that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, KitchenAid. I'm sure they're listening. They're not. <laughs> it, the cool. beer has arrived.
1: My wife has showed up with about 12, 12 different beers. What
0: a woman. <laughs> I want this one. Peroni? Yeah.
1: I'll take the... American IPA in a can.
0: Actually, I take this one.
1: Bottle beer is better. There you go. This is amazing. We should should turn a football game on, huh?
0: Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you, love.
1: It looks
0: nasty. Mm. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Yeah. I mean, my one one thing that I hesitate is I don't really feel like the Stones are like a sports band. And I feel like this is a sports food. Mm Mm-hmm. Well...
0: They have anthems that could be mm. like "Start Me Up." That's <clears> true.
1: They have played the Super Bowl.
0: They have played the Super Bowl. There are some like um, yeah, only rock and roll that could be a sports tune, maybe. A good song.
1: I that video freaked me out when I was a kid.
0: Oh, loved it! Greatest video with ever. all the bubbles. I don't know what it was. It just like they're in sailor suits. <laughs> How can you overlook that? That's it, the first thing you know. It's like. Why are they all dressed in sailor suits? I couldn't get over the Why bubbles. are they inside a tent? And all of a sudden, bubbles start. And there's dancing in bubbles. And eventually, all the cameras are just covered up in bubbles. And Mick has no idea where to look or what camera to look <laughs> in and what camera to prance in front of because bubbles are everywhere. And Keith is just <laughs> so toothless. And his hair is dyed two different colors. Is and this? he's just really into his heroin phase.
1: Okay. Yeah. Now, one of the funny things about
0: but he looks cool as ever, though.
1: Now, does he? He still drinks, doesn't he? When he did the Mark Maron podcast, he, he was still drinking.
0: He was still drinking. Yeah, because Mark Maron said orange, he came into the room. Juice and
1: vodka. Was that what he was drinking?
0: Yeah, it was um like Sunny D and vodka. <laughs> and Mark Maron said there was little bottles of Sunny D and little bottles of vodka lined up on the conference room table because mm-hmm. that's what Keith required during that time. Um, Keith has said that he has stopped drinking and he'll have a glass of wine every once in a while, but we'll see how true that is because he's getting he's getting up there in age. Very old. And um, I'm sure his family wants him to stick around. I'm he's sure. got a
1: big family too.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, he's got two daughters. Just a, two? I thought he had Oh, more. three daughters. He's got three daughters and a son. Okay. He, had a, the son and, he had a son and a daughter with uh, Anita Pellegram, who passed away a couple of years ago. Mm. And uh, with his current wife, he has two daughters, Theodora and uh, Alexandra.
1: Which one? I forget which one was what. Frank's is upside down. Okay, so I hate the Frank's. I like the Frank's. Now I'm going to do the Cholula.
0: I think the Cholula, um, you can't really chase, taste the spice, but the nice thing about the Cholula is you can the chicken flavor comes through. Mm. You can check, taste the chicken a little bit more.
1: Now, I gotta be honest. It, it might be unfair because the Cholula, I have a Costco bottle. It's been in my fridge for some time. Mm. Now the Franks, I, I cracked open today. Ah. So that is fresh Frank sauce. And the Cholula might be six months old because I'm the only hot sauce eater in my family. Ah. So, hey, so far, my, my white shorts are still white.
0: hmm I changed my shirt.
1: And you're wearing your Packer jersey.
0: we my Packer jersey because I don't mind if I get stains on this, but the white shirt I was wearing had to go off.
1: As a coincidence, today is is the very first football Sunday.
0: So we're all pretty excited. So we we have food that is ready for very a football game. Pr- very right appropriate. hmm
1: And we're kind of jumping the gun by eating it now. So I bet there's a football game on in a half an hour. Mm-hmm. This is still almost breakfast time.
0: <laughs> no, nah, it's, it's lunch. Lunch wings. You can have anything for breakfast. You can have anything for dinner.
1: Yeah, it's have you food. ever have you ever had the wings? Now, now they're called buffalo wings because they come from Buffalo, New York. Now, have you ever had buffalo wings in Buffalo?
0: I've never been in Buffalo itself. Have you?
1: I have. Oh. Uh, I was in a band, I was in an Irish rock band, and we were hanging out with another Irish rock band from Buffalo called Jackdaw, which features the original drummer of the Goo Goo Dolls, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. They would, they actually, they had their own studio, and they would let us sleep in their studio. So when we stayed in Buffalo, we would like actually literally spend the night inside of their recording studio, Um, which is, I mean, I know you've. If you've never seen a recording studio, like it's cool, but I mean, it's still at the end of the day just a a dirty floor. So that's what we slept on, which which is fine. We were happy to sleep there instead of a van. Um, but uh, they brought us like they 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 brought us actual buffalo wings, and I'm sure everyone you talk to will say, "No, nah, this place has the best wings." No, nah, this place has the best wings. But the wings I had were pretty fantastic.
0: Do you know the name of the place? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> Good story I'm going to stay out of that one
1: <laughs> I thought there was a payoff there, There's a pay What? You, if I told you the name of the place Like you'd go to Buffalo And eat the wings at that place If I found myself in Buffalo I mean even then It'd be debatable That those are the best wings I mean it's like the same thing Like if you go get a, a Cheese steak in, in Philadelphia mm-hmm. um, you know, There's two places One, Some people tell you Go to this one Some will tell you Go to that one Some will say Don't go to either of them Go to this one across town
0: I'd go to both of them I, I drove through Maine I stopped at every, oh, I tried to stop at every lobster joint and have a lobster roll. Mm. I had five of them um, <laughs> until I realized how expensive those things are. They're like 20 bucks a pop. Yeah. So that was like 100 bucks right there I spent on the road. And I was like, Jeez. okay, that's enough lobster rolls. You should go with the lobster bisque.
1: To me, that's 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 where I get excited.
0: I like the fresh lobster. Yeah, all right. That's why I wanted the rolls and, yeah. Sure. Throw it on a potato bun. hmm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah um but yeah it's like I'm eating oh, that's, I guess this is kind of gross I was gonna say I was it, it, it feels like I'm eating Mick Jagger <laughs> which <laughs> I guess isn't very appetizing yeah it's, yeah it's on um yeah so uh yeah I guess that's not the right words I, that's not, did I does, just, that doesn't entice anybody did I just ruin hot wings <laughs> I think I did <laughs> sorry I put that in your image of anybody's head Ugh. yeah I, I know I know.
1: All right. Well, I think I, I ate enough for now. I think I'm going to save the rest for the actual game.
0: Mm. But yeah. yeah, the game's on in a half an hour. We'll be good.
1: The thing about them is that they cook for longer than you think they're going to. They're they're tiny, but mm-hmm. like 400. It said 400 for 50 minutes. I honestly think you could have did an hour 15.
0: Yeah, at 400, you could crisp these up a little bit more.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and um, they are just as good as your deep fried ones and so much healthier for you. They're tasty and fun. Yeah. You know, if you're looking for some way to like cut some calories and, and get on the healthy train and but still have your favorite foods, this is a good way to go. Um, making the blue cheese dressing was easy. Now, you don't have to make your own mayonnaise. Just buy whatever. Regular mayonnaise is fine. Honestly, I didn't want to use mayonnaise. That's that's My life is like, I just don't want to use mayonnaise. But now that I know how to make mayonnaise, I always make it instead of instead of buying it. Cuz I think it's going to be better cuz I'm going to put in like good olive oil and the mayonnaise is going to be amazing.
0: Well, you time. got that that great KitchenAid mixer. Got the KitchenAid? Got the KitchenAid not I don't I have don't, one of those, so I'm not making my own mayonnaise. You
1: should mayonnaise.
0: get one. I'm just used my brute strength of my arm. You do have a lot of brute strength. Yes. You're a big guy. Like yeah, Bluto. Bluto. Nice. Good old man reference. Yes, Bluto.
1: So, um, I don't know. Do we have anything else to say? Anything else we missed? Um, no. Um, do you have tickets there's, to see the Rolling Stones?
0: No, I don't. They're not coming around here. They're doing normal and all that stuff. Um, what's,
1: what's the first year? What's the first? You, the last Rolling time Stone? I saw them was no, in. First.
0: The first? First time. Um, Voodoo Lounge, Madison. Oh. That was 95? Madison Coliseum. 94, 95. Um, last time I saw them was August 2019, August 6th. With, with your dad, with right? With my dad at uh, MetLife Stadium.
1: Nice. Now they came out and did like a little set. Like, don't they always usually yep. do a strip down?
0: Yep. They come out into a little. Period, and they do like a little Queenie or some rockin' tune. Yeah, like old like Chuck Berry kind of tune. Um, that last show, Ronnie Wood was the greatest I've ever seen him play. Like really, sobriety really treats him good.
1: That's good. Yeah. I mean,
0: he's had a rough go.
1: He was in the crack.
0: He, I think he's been into everything everything. Yeah, all of them have been around to be it in every into everything. Sure, but I mean,
1: like you know, it's never a surprise. Like, oh, that one was into heroin. No kidding. Oh, that one was into drinking. Oh,
0: no kidding. Like mm-hmm. they're all into drinking, yeah, and heroin and coke. But
1: crack, you don't hear so much crack.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if I'd go see them again without Charlie.
1: Yeah, it's I never I've never seen the Stones. Oh, you what? I've never seen the Stones. I you know That's strange. I, I typically shy away from like big stadium shows. I usually get bombed out when I'm in the back. Unless you go see, like, last night we saw My Morning Jacket mm-hmm. and um, Brittany Howard. Killer show, best light show ever seen.
0: Yeah, My hands Morning down, jacket. best best light show I've ever seen a, at a rock concert. Yeah, and the but, concert was great, also. Yeah, like, um, but I some of the songs I didn't know, but I still had a great time not knowing it. As, like a lot of the songs, I didn't know any of the songs,
1: mm-hmm. I, and I had a great time.
0: Yeah, they put on a great show. Either
1: band, I went there solely because people. I mean, like. People just say, like, you got to see him live. And I think they were right.
0: Yeah. I agree. Go They're see him live. Great fun rock show to see live.
1: Definitely worth the money and the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we didn't have great seats, but the light show totally made up for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So that was great. Well, now that I know you didn't see the Rolling Stones, maybe if they come around again, New York, we'll go see them.
1: Please. All right. Well, thanks for joining me for these wings. And um, we'll get together and uh, watch the Packers in a few hours.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you satisfied?
1: good question no because I talked and all the wings got cold by the time I ate them (laughs) but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna warm them up and uh continue my satisfaction
0: okay let's enjoy Mm -hmm. the Sunday. maybe I
1: should have put some brown sugar in it
0: Mm. oh how did I not put brown sugar in it there you go ah stupid well you you topped the satisfaction joke okay
1: well (laughs) all right folks well enjoy your wings we'll see you later bye adios all right folks that does it for today special thanks to nate hall that was a lovely conversation about the rolling stones all right so the big news is while we were recording that podcast nate hall was not a father and now he is him and his lady just had a little baby so i don't know the next time we're going to be able to get him in here but when he does he will be very tired as all of you mothers and fathers out there are acutely aware of. Thanks again for tuning in next week's show. I think I might actually get it out by next week. I'm going to be bringing back my old friend, Charlie Schmidt. Remember him? Haven't chatted with him for a while. Well, he was telling me how much he loves Living Color. Remember the band, Living Color? Yeah, I realized I didn't really know very much about him. So it actually segues pretty well from The Rolling Stones because The Rolling Stones in particular Mick Jagger really helped Living Color out a lot. Vernon Reed played on a Mick Jagger solo record and in the process Mick Jagger checked out Living Color at CBGB's with Jeff Beck ended up producing a couple of their tunes helped get him signed put him on a Rolling Stones tour what a guy what a wing what a chicken wing that Mick Jagger is all right, that's it. Thanks again for tuning in to This Band Can Be Your Food, TBCBY. Tell your friends about the show. I've been your host, Nathan Palin. Signing off, cook on and rock out. Ciao, ciao. I
0: may have just blown in my blender. <laughs>